0: Cynthia Hyatt.
1: Well, Merry Christmas. Wow, I can't believe it's Christmas. I hope you're having a good one, and I'm hoping that you have a great week as we look forward to New Year's as well. So, today, I wanted to really talk about the issue of boundaries, because during holiday times, we spend lots of time with our families. And so I, I think it would be very helpful if we kind of took some time to talk about boundaries so that we maneuver through the holidays a little more smoothly and with less hurt and less conflict and complication. So boundaries, what, what boundaries really are, if you look at the, the, how the dictionary defines the word boundaries, it's, it's any line or marking Of a limit or a border. So when we use this phrase boundary issues we're describing primarily the characteristic of me knowing where I end and where you begin and not trying to manage what's going on with you and not that that feeling that if you're okay then I'm okay if you're not okay then I'm not okay and so it really helps me to define where I end and you begin and many times it's difficult, it's difficult to define this and to really figure out where that, that elusi- elusive line is. So during the process of really becoming a whole person, a high, high- functioning person, we learn that we're no longer willing to mindlessly lose everything for the sake of a relationship, parents or in the name of love. And we can learn to make appropriate choices concerning, what we're willing to give into, what we're willing to put up with, being able to say the word no, and being able to do it in a way that's not aggressive but assertive. So having boundaries does not complicate life, it actually simplifies life. Because we need to know really how far we'll go and how far we will allow others to go. So once we understand this, we can interact with anyone. And have a much safer interaction. So, what really is what really is boundaries? Let, let's look at the, the 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 description and the purpose of them, because boundaries provide us with protection. And I like this saying. It says, "What I value, I will protect. What you value, I will respect." So, boundaries has a lot to do with those elusive control issues that all of us struggle with, all of us have to deal with, all of us have to, to really work on not being that controlling person or being controlled. And so boundaries are limits. Again, this is how far I will go. This is how far I will or will not go for you or let you cross over into my life and want to control my life. So boundaries are the invisible kind of like symbolic fences. And they, they keep people from coming into our space and abusing us, and vice versa. And that would be emotionally, sexually, physically, psychologically, and spiritually. Because boundaries give us a way to embody our sense of, quote-unquote, who we are. And when they're in place, they protect our thinking, our feelings and behavior, and they enable us to really take responsibility for our successes and our failures. And we stop blaming others for what we think, feel, and do. And we stop taking responsibility for the abusive feelings and behaviors of others. So this allows us to stop manipulating, controlling those around us. And we then are also not as easily manipulated or controlled. Because without boundaries, we cannot be aware you know, we can't be aware of or sensitive to the boundaries of others. So when boundaries are intact and they're flexible, we can truly have deep, meaningful intimacy. And we're protected from being abused, emotionally, physically, all those different ways that we all those different areas that, that abuse can can happen within. So when we don't have functional boundaries, then we are exposed, and, and many times this creates that resentment, um, we are more sensitive, so I want you to think about boundaries are similar to your house, and how unsafe your house would be if it didn't have a roof, right? Or if it didn't have any locks on the doors, or none of the windows were framed with glass, because then anything could get in, steal from us, harm us, right? So you really wanna think about the power of boundaries. And and when you think about a boundary, this is also flexible versus a wall. See, a wall you can't move in or out of, but a, but a wall with a door is what would be very symbolic of a boundary. So my office, I have Three walls, and then I have a wall with the door. And when the door is shut, everyone respects that as a closed door, and they don't come in. But imagine if I didn't have a door. How would clients get in? How would I get in or out? But the door shut is the safety for the client, because this way they are protected and are able to really open up, let down, have feelings, versus trying to do therapy in the lobby right so this is why we want to make sure that we know where our boundaries are so there's there's different types of boundaries and there's external and internal boundaries and those external boundaries I give uh, this I give myself the right to what do I give myself the right to do go out with who I want to go out with spend money the way I want to spend and these external, these physical or sexual boundaries have to do with how close I am to somebody physically, how much space, sexually what's going to happen, what I'm willing to do, will it, what I'm willing not to do. So when people are raped, right, that's a boundary violation. That's what that is. And, and as we look at internal boundaries, this, this internal boundary says, what I allow myself to think on, what I allow myself to, to dwell on, what I allow myself to read, what shows I watch, these are the, the internal boundaries are, these are this is m- my self-control. So that even if you let me abuse you, I won't. Because that's not the kind of person I am, and I have an ethical code, a moral code. And so the internal boundary. Is my commitment to my code, my my way of living. And so when I cross my own boundaries, I have to repair that. So as we look at different types, we look at some like exceptions of things. So it's the parents, like for parents, it's their responsibility to influence their child's reality. And when a child exhibits different dysfunctions or behaviors or thinking or speaking, they're corrected. This is one of the ways that we teach children containment and self-control. For me as a therapist, it's my job to tell a client if his or her thinking, feeling, or behaviors are skewed or inappropriate. We also... Can let down a boundary by asking someone's opinion, and we we can ask we can ask for their opinion. It doesn't necessarily mean we have to accept the opinion or agree with the opinion. So I'm hoping that as you as we go through this, that it will begin to make sense because when we are with family, many times that's the hardest place to keep a boundary because we grew up with these people. And so at one point we were boundaryless. So when we go back into our family of origin as an adult, many times it's hard to not slip back into being that 15-year-old. So I want I like this verse. This is Matthew chapter 5 verses 36 to 42. And this is it, it says I don't say anything, don't say anything you don't mean. This counsel is embedded deep in our traditions. You only make things worse when you lay down a smokescreen of pious talk, saying I'll pray for you and never doing it or saying it. God be with you and not meaning it. You don't make your words true by embellishing them with religious lace. In making your speech sound more religious, it becomes less true. Just say yes or no. When you manipulate the words you get in your own way, you go wrong. So this is let your yes be yes and your no be no. And have the courage to be truthful with the words that you use. In Proverbs 25, verse 28 says, like a city whose walls are broken through is a person who lacks self-control. Again, that's what we were talking about. Like a city whose walls are broken through is a person who lacks self-control. These are these internal boundaries that I use to practice self-control, even if nobody is requiring it of me. Even if I'm around a group of people that have no boundaries, I'm still going to have them. And Galatians chapter 5, verse 22 through 24, says, But the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, forbearance, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. Against such things there is no law. So again, what I value, I will protect, and what you value, I will respect. Because I can respect all kinds of things that that people value, even if I don't. And that's part of having good boundaries. This makes for, for much more peaceful living. So boundaries are like our own private little square. They're the walls that shut people out with the door that lets people in. And so in our relationships, We need to set and stick to reasonable, healthy limits in all our relationships. This is a prerequisite to love and and the way we make relationships work. So we need to know how how far we'll go and how far we will allow others to go. And I'm gonna repeat that a lot because I need to know where my own limits are and I need to be confident enough secure enough, and committed to myself enough to hold those boundaries. So if you're someone that's easily talked in or out of things, right, that would be a boundary issue. If you find yourself being disrespected frequently by others, that's a boundary issue. If you find yourself trying to press through someone else's boundaries, that's a boundary issue. So we're all raised in dysfunctional homes to one degree or another. And sometimes it makes it difficult for us to recognize our own boundaries. So you may have grown up in an environment where boundaries were very confusing. Hard to identify the respective roles of mothers and fathers. It was hard to know if you were the child or if you were the parent. And many times we get these roles mixed up in dysfunctional homes. You may have grown up in a home that had abuse, either physical abuse, verbal abuse, sexual abuse, any types of emotional violence. Those types of experiences make it difficult to set limits and boundaries because you were raised with people that did not practice limits and boundaries. But now that you're an adult, you can decide if you are doing something reasonable, or if you are violating someone else's rights. Th- so there's a lot of confusion about what is intimacy and what's an invasion of boundaries. And a lot of checking out is in order before you act. For example, if you want to do something for someone, you can ask them if it's okay. Just simply say, hey, I, I would really like, I'd really like to um, buy the dinner tonight. How do you feel about that? So, you want to be alert to their reaction, and you might want to express your desire to do something for that person and, and see if it's a positive or negative reaction. So, once you feel more sure of yourself and the response of the other person, you won't need to do so much checking. But when you're first getting to know people, part of not being a boundaryless person yourself is respecting where they end and where you begin. And so, no matter how intimate the relationship is, we still need to practice really good boundaries. Because boundaries, again, are the things that protect us. So how would I recognize if I have a boundaryless relationship? What we, what we call that is, is, is an enmeshed relationship. That means that I'm feeling your feelings, you're feeling my feelings, I don't like how you're feeling, so I want to control your feeling. I'm putting up with with behaviors that I should not be tolerating, but I'm afraid you're gonna get mad at me. So I don't want I'm afraid of conflict. These types of relationships are very, very chaotic. So how would I recognize if I had more of an enmeshed relationship? Well, feelings are of pronounced anger, anxiety, or fear in the presence of that other person. That usually indicates that there may be some looseness of the boundaries. If I get anxious around them, things feel out of control, I may be with someone that has very poor boundaries, and it it may be that my boundaries are weakened if I'm feeling intimidated Or worried about how that person is going to react and respond. What else might we see? Well obviously, like we said before, there'll be physical, emotional, sexual abuse. These types of difficulties when we're in the attempt to maintain intimacy, we have to be very careful that we understand when those lines are being crossed. So what's the difference between boundaries and barriers again? Well, barriers keep me isolated because it keeps others out. There's no sense of intimacy. That's what barriers do. Barriers are are those things that are very hard stops. And if you've ever tried to be in relationship with someone that is very walled off, you know how uncomfortable that is and how lonely you can feel. But you may have also experienced being in relationship with someone that is constantly overwhelming you, suffocating you, very needy, controlling you with emotions, like trying to control you with anger, controlling you with being hurt, consistently asking you to do things that they probably should be doing for their own life. So when we're thinking about boundaries, in our families. We want to make sure that the boundaries that we're setting are appropriate to the relationship. And so when I'm doing this, I, uh, there's all these different types of boundaries. We have overt and covert boundaries. And, and if, we are, if we are not respecting, if we are neglecting and abusing people emotionally, And you're wondering why the relationships aren't working, why you feel like you're on the outside of many of the relationships. It may be because you are covertly abusive emotionally, and you're not realizing it. And so we want to be really practicing those boundaries in all those five realms. That's the physical realm, the intellectual realm, social, emotional, and psychological, and spiritual So physically, we want to make sure that we are paying attention to personal space. And we want to make sure that we are aware of how the other person is responding. And if we're with someone that doesn't respect my personal space, I need to have the courage to be able to tell them. And you may need to practice that before you try it so that you can say it confidently, so you can say something like, you know, I have a little bit different uh, comfortability with closeness, so I'm gonna need you to, could you back up a foot? And this way, you are still being polite, but you're making sure that they understand that I'm not gonna tolerate this. And we have a lot of that going on in the media right now with talking about, trying to figure out what are appropriate physical boundaries in businesses. And different people in different environments have different expectations. So we also have intellectual boundaries. And the intellectual boundary has a lot to do with my internal ones, What, like we said before, what I allow myself to think on. Do I allow what I allow myself to think about when it comes to other people? Intellectual boundaries have a lot to do with what I allow myself to read, listen to, watch on television. Intellectual boundaries are also about how much I am willing to debate with somebody my own opinion. How willing and open am I to someone else's opinion? How flexible am I? Am I and also am i talked in or out of things because i don't know my own mind i don't know my own opinions so we also have social boundaries and many times we'll see in social settings people not practicing good boundaries at all we have we have we have this in driving right that we want to make sure that we are having good social um in terms of the way that we drive, so that we're not creating road rage with people. And so social boundaries have a lot to do with how polite I am. Am I a polite, am I a courteous person? Do I respect other individuals simply because God has created them and God loves them? Whether I like what they look like, act like, talk like, or not. And so we have emotional and psychological boundaries. And this is a lot of times where people get into gossiping. And that needs to be a boundary that we don't participate in. Emotionally withholding from people. Psychologically doing that crazy-making behaviors when we won't take responsibility for for our side of the street and if we've offended somebody or if we've crossed a boundary. That we talk people in and out of what, what is reality. And spiritual. Am I going to tolerate someone taking the, the Lord's name in vain around me? Am I going to tolerate that? Well, if it's a close relationship and it's happening frequently, I'm not going to tolerate it. If you're a stranger, someone I just met, I might tolerate that for, for that interim. So I'm, I'm glad that you joined me today. And, and we, this, this really helps us to recognize what safe people are. And it helps us to be a safe person to be in relationship with. So have a wonderful Christmas day. Join me tomorrow as we talk more about boundaries and families. So God bless you in your day. Make sure you check out the website at CynthiaHyatt.com.